You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. Welcome to another episode of Shortcomings, where we are shooting the shit about every episode of Sex and the City every single week. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am joined by my other host, Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We aren't going to waste any time just chatting you listening to us today, because we've got a star with us. We've got an actor, a comedian, and frankly, the star, in my opinion, of the Sex and the City revival, Byron Rezai. Hi. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. So, Byron, do you want to tell the folks who you are? Yeah. um, I am a professional background actor, and I had the pleasure of working on an episode of the upcoming Sex and the City revival. But you're not just an actor in the revival. You're also the star of the viral meme that is just taking the world. The discourse is still going still on about going this goddamn on. dress. This fucking dress. Is it from Forever 21? You are the gentleman. In the back. Behind the icon. I sure you am. You are also wearing a crossbody fanny pack. I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I'm uh, so interested in this because the, you know, the lore of Sex and the City is that they take the costuming so seriously. And the first mm-hmm. thing I have to ask is, is anything in that fanny pack? Everything's in that fanny pack. I don't know if you've zoomed out on the photo, but the pants I'm wearing are very tight. Oh, no, I'm and looking so... at it right now. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I was going to ask. Up, we'll be... Actually, um, folks, if you want to, you know, listen, look at and listen, uh, just Google Sarah Jessica Park or Carrie Bradshaw Forever 21 dress. And, and you'll, you'll see the, our man you'll right see there. Byram, Gorgeous as he is behind Sarah Jessica Parker, honestly stealing the show. In a very tight, are those joggers? Those are joggers. You know, the real scandal, the real fashion scandal behind this whole photo is that I wear that outfit in pretty much every show filming in New York for next season. So that's probably going to be the next viral sensation where you see that photo, you see that outfit in five or six shows that debut next year. I'm very excited. Now, are you so, walking a dog? Yes, and it's not Who's mine. Who's dog? Is that your dog? No, I borrowed it. So the casting call came out for Handsome Upper West Side Man with Dog. And I oh. learned I learned after the pandemic not to say no to any opportunity. So I submitted for it. They reached back out, and they were like, great, can you show us your dog? And I was like, fuck. Well, can I curse on this? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was like... We're clowns. <laughs> so I... Uh, I don't have a dog. I texted my friend who lives in the city and I said, can I borrow your dog? And she said, yes. She didn't even ask what for. She just said yes. Um, and so she loaned me her, her senior dog. It's a 12 year old dog. It was the hottest day of the year. She didn't pack any snacks, any water. She goes, take it to crafty. The dog eats donuts, chips. You're fine. So it was, it was a borrowed dog. We got a very loosey goosey dog owner. She's just like, <laughs> yeah. take the dog, feed it chips. It'll be fine. Yeah, they're like, this dog survived enough. Like, we don't give a shit. This exactly. Song, yes. <laughs> I'm so obsessed. Wait, I do have to ask, so you dressed yourself? Yeah, so the way background works is 
they want you to bring clothing options and then they'll decide what you wear from your own wardrobe. Some people show up and have horrible clothing, so they'll pull stuff from the trailer, but they don't really want to wait. Especially, That's what I would do so yeah. that I got the clothing. <laughs> exactly. But post-pandemic, they don't want to even lend you clothes. So oh. they don't want to have to worry about that. So it's really a case of going to take from us. Exactly. So, so they have you lug an entire suitcase with options, and then they'll be like, all right, wear this. In my case, they were like, wear these skin-tight joggers and this fanny pack. Which was, I think the fanny pack was because the pants were so tight and then they don't want to see like a wallet and a phone and AirPods and hand sanitizer and baby wipes and snacks. They were just and like, chips for the dog. Be a, be a so crossbody king. you brought the fanny pack. Yeah, that's mine. Everything oh. you see in that photo is 100% mine. Fashion. Yeah. Oh Honestly, my God. I have to say, my eye went right to you when I saw this, mostly because I didn't want to look at that Forever 21 <laughs> knockoff dress, but we're not going to talk about that. It's not Forever 21, it's from Anthropology. I'm seeing online that it could be. All right, we're not getting into that. <laughs> but. Um, what was your experience like? We um, No spoilers, obviously. Right. Um, I believe you probably, much like hanging out with Beyonce, I'm sure you had to sign an NDA. Yeah. But did you meet. Did you engage with Sarah Jessica Parker? We passed each other several times doing that scene, and she always politely nodded. Um, but what you guys have to understand is that there, on that corner that we filmed, in the street, in the city bike racks, people were just crowded around us. Everyone, people were whispering, you know, not whispering, shouting, we love you, Carrie. There were so many distractions. And if you're in her position, the slightest eye contact you make with someone the wrong person might take that as engagement and then just like keeps st- you know staring or talking to her so it was very much like a quick glance acknowledging each other i do have to say though she smells unbelievable i don't know i knew she would yeah i don't know what she wears i did a well, little bit of she research have a perfume back in the day she has several covet so funny enough it's not covet it's stash or that's what i thought it would smell like so she has um, she has a few of them, but one the one that she was wearing smelled very um, like patchouli, black pepper, bergamot, stuff like that. And then I looked online and she said that Stash, which was the last fragrance that she debuted, um, had almost like a male BO scent to it. That's what she wanted it to have. And she definitely smelled <laughs> masculine. It was a really good smell. Um, but she said, smell. yeah, she had done an interview about it when it came out and she's like, I wear it on everything. I have a force field of it around me. It's discontinued. So I don't even know where you would buy it. I looked it up online. Well, Byram, I have to say you may have not spoken to her, but it seems like you really got in on the I, floor. <laughs> I, I breathed her in. <laughs> yeah. You really took her in. I appreciate it. I have to tell you guys, the crazy thing about filming that day was like, almost 20 years to the day. I stumbled on a Sex in the City set where she was filming in the West Village, and I got a photo with her. So it was crazy timing. Um, I had what episode were they filming way back then? Do you remember? It was it was an episode where I actually I could probably find it because they had a taxi cab um, that was on um, that was on a flatbed. It wasn't actually moving in the street. Um, and I have a photo where she's wearing a dress and she gets in the taxi. So I could probably figure out if we know what season they were filming the summer of 2001, then we could probably piece it together. I'll follow up with you guys on that. Yeah. Um, like if you, yeah, if we you just see show us the dress, we'll be like, that was this episode. Oh, that was episode yeah, five. Like, yeah. Like, no. Yeah. 
So you have a history with the show. So you did you watch it originally? No, but we had. So the crazy thing is, we had gone. A couple of friends of mine. Our friend was bartending in the West Village, and we were like, "Let's go support her." It was like a daytime bar gig, or whatever. She was under twenty one, but I guess you can bartend if you're over, under twenty one, or I don't know what kind of arrangement she had. So she's like, "Swing by, show some support. I'll give you guys some free drinks." So we head down there. We were under twenty one. We couldn't get into the bar, so we got rejected at the door. And so we're just like walking around and we stumble upon Sarah Jessica Parker standing outside of a Chinese restaurant. I, I don't know if someone was grabbing her lunch, but she was literally just standing there on her phone. And so we just walked up to her and we're like, can we get a photo with you? And she was very accommodating. And then literally 20 years, almost to the day, wow. I was filming a scene. Wow. I love this full circle moment. I do too. SJP. Yeah. But I am disappointed that it's seemingly you've never seen this show. No, no, I've seen the show. I wasn't watching the show back then. The I've watched it since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so who do you identify as? Um, I am a Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We are in the presence of a very dizzy Carrie Me. in the form of Samantha Bush. Very dizzy. Then I, I get, I'm looking you up, and I'm going to say you're a Miranda. Yeah, I, I guess, I, you know, I have this, you know, the Miranda haircut. Um <laughs> I guess early season. Yeah, yes. early, se- early season. Early season one. We're looking at season one. Yeah, so I, I would, I guess, I mean, I would want to be a, a Carrie, but I guess if I ha- if you're already Carrie, we can't overlap. I don't her. think you want to be a Carrie at all. It's tough being a Carrie. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. You might want to rewatch the show. Um, She's a mess. Okay. She's a goddamn mess. All right. Yeah. So uh, I- no, I'm forgetting who was um, who was Miranda. What's Miranda's housekeeper's name? Um, Ma- Magda. 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 That's it. I'm a Magda. You're a Magda? I'm a Magda. Okay, so you're very traditional. You don't want women to masturbate, and they should bake pies. Yeah, and I'm also kind of Eastern European, so let's just okay. the shoe fits. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you, uh, what did she put on Miranda's nightstand at Holy Water or something? It was like a like It was a like a statue of, of, like, Mary or something. Uh, a, a statue. It was not a doll <laughs> of Jesus Christ. Or it could also be Miranda's mother-in-law, because I have eaten pizza out of the gar- trash bin before. So okay, that's a pivotal I mean, scene. That's where we really saw Miranda switch, right? That's where she became a, a warm-hearted. <laughs> a warm, in the yeah, series, she was... yeah. In the series finale, she finally decided to be kind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After six years. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, any last words, Byram, about your experience? Anything you want us to know? I'm so excited to see you. Well, I. This scene is not... I was going to say, I hope this doesn't get cut. But she's wearing this dress quite a lot. So I think whatever's happening in this episode, you can't say anything. Yeah. It's obviously incredibly impactful. Yeah, they've been filming more. I haven't been involved in subsequent filming dates, but she has been seen wearing the dress in Central Park. I guess they're continuing to film different scenes where she is wearing the dress. I, I will say, though, that from what I saw in person, she she looked incredible. Um the the shirt that she's wearing under the dress is like a very tailored shirt and it was hanging off her back a little bit and her she looked phenomenal in it like i don't think anyone would really if you saw her in person it looks a lot better than in the photo and i think the photo that's gone viral so to speak is a little bit unfair because they chose a photo i'm grateful that they chose it cuz i'm in it but right. there were so many photos taken of her and in this one she's like looking at the camera she's pointing cuz it's really what she's saying on the phone. We were in the middle of filming. But I think they chose a photo where she looks angry yeah. to amplify 
the dress not like it's almost like she's angry that they put her in this right yeah because there's other photos where she's smiling and the dress is blowing in the wind and yeah, she I looks ethereal seen one picture of her smile. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm not in those so i'm grateful that they chose this one but good yeah. oh my god well also so it's going to be your sex and city debut and it is the dogs yeah um so and hopefully the dog is still with us when the show premieres you know yeah. she's had watch nine party lives. yeah the, the funny thing about the dog is that I had no familiarity with it. I had met the dog once before. So it's the hottest day of the year so far, and I have someone else's dog, and people are coming up to me, other background actors, and they're like, um, is the dog okay? And I'm like, fuck, is it? Like, I don't know. What are signs? You're like, does check? it not look okay? Yeah. And they're like, well, the pavement's really hot, so maybe don't leave it on the ground. And so, like, I'm picking up the dog, and I scoop it up, and I just get a handful of doggy vagina in my hand. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I I was I almost threw it. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the PAs was like, do you need water for the dog? And I was like, sure. You know, and do you have hand sanitizer? Because I don't know what I just grabbed scooping this dog up. But I'm looking at this dog, and she's she's a little cutie. You know, it it is interesting. In the casting notice, they didn't say dog must be, like, set trained or well-behaved. So I was very lucky that I brought a senior dog who didn't want to bark, who didn't want to climb. Very chill. Um, I hadn't thought about that in advance, right? I didn't even think about, like, did she pack bags for me to scoop up if the dog goes? Um, And she Mm -hmm. didn't. But the, you really demystified extras for me because I didn't realize it was so brass tacks to like also bring your own dog. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. If you, they will have you bring anything, um, they'll they're like bring your own outfit, bring your own dog. dog. Frankly, bring your own food. Yeah, they're not. They don't guarantee you food. But some shows, if you work and they're doing like a business, I, I worked on another show yesterday where they wanted business attire. And they'll tell you, like, please bring four head-to-toe changes. It's like, I'm an extra. What makes you think I have four business suits with four pairs of dress shoes? I do, but what makes you think that I have that and I'm willing to bring it to set? You know what I mean? They have those kinds of requests. That's very interesting. Because I well, had you're no doing idea. The Lord's work. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just assumed as an extra, you showed up. They, I guess I was assuming you get treated exactly like the stars of the show, <laughs> and frankly, that makes zero sense. Yeah. You know, no, I, I was like, too. um, he definitely had a, he definitely had a fitting with like the costume designer. Yeah. yeah. They came up with this look. So that that has happened on shows before. Um, just a quick detour. If you guys are interested, if not, we can just yeah, end no. it right here. Um, I had filmed. I had signed up to be an extra on In the Heights in 2019 and they were like we want you to meet with the director which never happens if you're a background actor you know there's really no reason were you also playing handsome man with a dog in that movie no i played uh, a evil gentrifier in the film in the heights yeah they were only looking for latinx actors so when they reached out to me they reached out to me um and it was funny enough off of a photo from when wardrobe took photos of me on the set of hustlers which you can't really even see me in the film hustlers but a photo that wardrobe took of me i guess they were looking for someone um to play this like white guy who's buying up apartments and in the heights so they chose me so i met with the director and they were like okay my audition was literally just walk around this room no words spoken just walk around and they were like all right you can leave and then I left. I'm heading. We were in Williamsburg. I'm heading to the train. I have no idea where I am because I'm not familiar with Williamsburg. I get a text message being like, "Congrats, the director chose you. Go here for your fitting tomorrow." You must have done some great walking. Yeah. Wow. What a powerful walk. Yeah. Have you guys seen the Olympic, uh, the Olympic game where Power people walking? just walk? Yeah. That. Yes. That's how I walk. 
So okay. that's probably why they chose me. And then I had a meeting with a wardrobe team. They pulled racks and racks of clothes. And they were like, the director wants to see you in something blue. I had seven or eight choices. And I was like, this is definitely not normal. And then the next day when we shot, the director came up to me and he's like, we're upgrading you to principal. You'll get a credit for this film. And that all worked out that way for me. So that's my first motion picture credit in the Heights. Which that's is so exciting. Did they ultimately give you a name or were you still called Evil Gentrifier? Young professional couple, which as a guy approaching 40, I'll take, you know, young, young professional yeah. couple. You know yeah. what? We all define the word young in our own context. <laughs> yes. And I love that for you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us. Thank yes. you. This is really great. When we see these episodes, we'd love to circle back because I can't wait. Like, honestly, I'm going to be laser focused in on you. Same. And the dog. And the dog. It's for sure. I'm going to be like, is the pavement too hot for the dog? Like the whole time. That's yeah, what I'm going to be like, thinking. Carrie, get off the screen. Yeah. <laughs> the dog's name is Zars for everyone wondering. Zars. Shout out to Zars and Zars' mom. A star. Wow. Well, we needed a new dog in this because I'm sure Samantha's dog from the second first movie is dead. So. Oh. There have been lots of casting calls for people with dogs since. There was a casting that went out this week where they were looking for, like, someone with several dogs. So I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, I think you should try to get back in there. I think so I, too. Full disclosure: I, I, I potentially might be doing something else. So you know, we'll you're see. a part of the world, and frankly, you're a part of this viral meme. They need to use you. They need to bump you up. Maybe you could uh, date someone. I'm sure. Oh, I was going to say, I'm sure Samantha needs a boyfriend, but she's not on the show. Yeah. But thank you so much yeah, for so much. chatting with us. Thank you guys. Um, it was great. Appreciate it. We really appreciate you coming. Thank you. Awesome. Have a great weekend. Oh, you too. You Thanks. Too. Bye. All right. And we are back. Sam, I love Byron. I did too. I felt like we were in the presence of like a real star. Like he has seen A star things. was amongst us amongst us he's lived he smelled sarah jessica parker <laughs> quite a description i was like do i does she need to bring this fragrance back it reminded me of when matthew mcconaughey was on oprah and he said i believe in the musk of a man about why he doesn't shower adding to the trend of like you know white people not showering yeah that but he was like ahead of his time this was back in like 2004 because i also remember that episode very distinctly because she was like wait you don't wear deodorant and he was like no i certainly <laughs> she- do not <laughs> And it reminded me a lot, and I will find this and post it, when Oprah saw ate chicken, and the, she was like to the white woman, did you put salt and pepper on this? You know, I know. Oprah occasionally, through all her journalism, was shocked by what white people are up to. And, I mean, again. As she should yeah, be. Yeah, I was going to say. But let's, uh, let's get into this episode. This is episode six, Secret Sex. Um, before we get into the synopsis, I did want to note, I noticed... Um, this is the first episode of the show directed by a man. Oh. Which, you know, I love the idea that Sex and the City was at least, um, you know, pushing forward female directors, mm-hmm. as well as the, um, Susan Seidelman, who directed the pilot. You know, when you direct a pilot, you then are setting the tone for the rest of the show, like what it will look like, mm-hmm. even though that's not necessarily the case in this show. But I believe then she gets, like, money for the rest of perpetuity, um, it's why it's so great as a director to be hired to um, direct a pilot because then you are a part of the quote unquote creative process wow. in a way that you're making money off of it forever. So good for uh, Susan Seidelman. Also, I have to say that this was probably my favorite episode to date. Yes. Okay. I like we'll this episode. We'll get into a lot. it, but this is a good one. Yeah. 
So as an episode synopsis, Carrie has her first official big date, which leads her to ponder if she's a certain someone's dirty little secret. Charlotte reveals her own secret sex life. Miranda snoops through her date's apartment and finds his secret self. And Samantha is there to add a little fun. You know, she's there to really uh, support Carrie. She's there to not ask the tough questions, but she's there to kind of like push this idea that Carrie, it's okay if you fuck big. It's gonna be all right. Oh, yeah. This was, in some ways, I felt like this was the first episode to have a real organized principle um, where we have our theme and then all of the women are a theme on a variation, um, to use a musical term. And it was, it really felt in step with what where we're ultimately going to get to. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to start with uh, hearing the monologue. Was secret sex the ultimate form of intimacy? since it existed in a pure state exempt from the judgment of the world? Or is it just another way in which we deny our feelings and emotionally compartmentalize our lives? So Sam, can we just start with Charlotte and Miranda and then knock them out and get into Carrie? I feel like yeah. let's just... Let's, do you I agree? agree, 100%. I have to tell you, the scene with Charlotte made me laugh. Also, she wore okay. glasses again. She looks so cute. You love her um, glasses. I, I do. She's so adorable. Um, mostly because I feel like I'm going to need them one day. And, you know, I am a Charlotte. And so I believe I will look just as cute. I want to say that this episode is actually going to have spoilers. Because there's stuff in this episode that relates, I think, so heavily to things we will see. And particularly when we start with Charlotte. That, spoiler alert, everybody... I'm going to be making connections. Okay, that's fine. Let's connect. Yeah, so Samantha reveals to Carrie that Charlotte has, in fact, had secret sex with a rabbi, which, so then they go down to uh, the gallery and accost Charlotte. It was so sexy, so forbidden. Daddy's little Episcopalian princess in the arms of one of God's chosen people. About art and sex and the Torah. Well, why didn't you introduce him to anybody? I was embarrassed. I mean, I couldn't really date him, and he couldn't date me. I mean, what would people think about the sex? But it wasn't even just that. It's how Samantha said, "Has have you heard about the rabbi?" And it have was you heard just about like her secret sex with the rabbi. Yeah, like it was so funny. And then this. Okay, we talked about this last week. But about, then I love. She says he's a Hasidic folk artist. Yeah, and she's just like same difference. She's like, like he's a Hasidic folk artist from Brooklyn. <laughs> it just made me laugh, and it made me laugh when it was like just that quick transition of it's the rabbi, and then now they're now we're in the gallery and we're accosting Charlotte at her place of work about who she fucked. And so they cut to, you know, Charlotte traveling through the uh, the Hasidic community in, I believe they're in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And she goes and visits Shmuel. Mm-hmm. And An artist. they have a very, you know, sexy rendezvous. What did you think of Shmuel? Um, I thought he had a very masculine energy. He, he was did. very confident. So confident. But um, I, I, uh, I can't say I would do what Charlotte did. Same. I can't say However, I would. However. But I get it. Yes. In terms of connections, though, I think it is, I mean, we're laying the framework for Harry here. <gasps> that, she, that she is, that this idea that this Episcopalian princess, as Carrie Oh says, my god! Is then being flirting with God's chosen people. Yeah. Um, and it kind of is indicative, right, when Charlotte says, oh no, what would people think? 
we couldn't be together. That is her whole journey, right? Choosing a man who she, who she believes is more traditionally attractive, uh-huh. Christian, and white, uh-huh. Trey. Wow. Realizing that is not what she wants, and then really struggling against this idea of what society will think of her with a Jewish man, and ultimately rebuking that and becoming a Jew herself. A Jewess. You're I was really just watching blowing it. I was my like, mind. This is like, this is it. This is her whole story. Wow. I'm like, really, you're really blowing my mind right now. Because I did never thought about it like that. And I watched the episode like 800 times. I, I've, yeah, I watched this one a lot. Um, I could not believe that that idea is set up here. And whether or not, right, they retroactively went back and thought of it or weren't even making that connection. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that it's, um, it's right all there. I love that. I also thought it was interesting when um, they're talking right after kind of the sequence where she sleeps with Shmuel. Mm-hmm. She tells, Char- Charlotte says specifically to Carrie, do not put this in your column. And there is that whole theory of the, the characters we're seeing aren't real people. We're mm-hmm. just seeing Carrie's column kind of written, displayed on the screen. And that, yes, she has friends, but we're seeing the inspired characters. And this moment kind of burst that bubble um, and it does seem she puts it in the column. Yeah, I mean, of course. And I loved this. They they did a lot more of what I'm going to talk about this episode. We t- I think we talked about it last week. How, uh, like, it was when she was holding Skipper's hand and then, like, quickly mm-hmm. was washing her hand. Like, they did that that quick cut. And they did that in this episode a couple times. Like, with the rabbi. And then they're at the gallery. And then they're, she's like, don't put this in your column. And now she's typing. <laughs> Like, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's those like these quick, quick, like... Those quick visual gags. Yes, I love that. I also appreciate that the story... The story establishes that there's a relationship between Charlotte and Samantha. That they would have a secret that Carrie would not know about. Mm-hmm. I found that very relatable, too. Like, I think in in a group of friends, like, not everybody is equal. Not saying there's... You don't have the same relationship. You know what I mean? Like, it's not hierarchical. Dif- yeah, you just have different relationships. Like There's you go a world to your- in which that experience happened to Charlotte and she thought, oh, which of my friends is the right person to tell this to? Samantha. Samantha, obviously. Who's not going to judge me, who's going to probably forget. Yeah, and we see that later in other episodes, too, where, like, Carrie goes to Samantha for something or Carrie goes to... Uh, Miranda for one thing and then I like when they all kind of like come together and they're like I can't believe you told her because it's like of course like in friend groups that's just what happens I know and I do want to like I'm still working on this theory in my head that each of the women represent a certain different thing Carrie needs out of friendships Mm -hmm. and we all do right Samantha Mm -hmm. represents a kind of reinforcement of your in your kind of id instincts Mm -hmm. Miranda is telling you is trying is your brain trying to tell you almost like hey she's critical really thinking. think about this yeah like you <laughs> she's have critical to be cri- thinking skills yeah and Charlotte is the closest I can get is like here's crazy Carrie and here's the leash Charlotte she's always like no you cannot behave this way yeah but also is like the positive reinforcement and like love is real absolutely like, but also that heart. there are rules that, but then that but there are also rules and boundaries that like you cannot push within you may want to live this kind of adventurous interesting life but like remember that there are rules and people who you might be hurting and i think charlotte is carries jiminy cricket 
Look, it's a working theory. I'll get through it. I No, I, I see 100% what you're saying. And you are also, as you're describing Charlotte, you're describing yourself, which is really crazy to listen I to. I did not mean to do that, but let's move on. Okay. So let's get into Miranda, who once again, oh. adding to your theory, athleisure queen. Athleisure fucking queen. I, I, like, I posted this on my Instagram last week when I was banned. Um, and my other Instagram is... Like, she needs to be in Ivy Park. Like, we need to get her some Adidas. We, like, she is really ahead of her time in her look. I thought she looked like a goddamned idiot. Everyone looks like an idiot now. And it's fine. She's in, like, high-waisted joggers, like, sweats, a tank top tucked in, razorback tank top, like, up here, and a sweater wrapped around her shoulders. By the way, I did not mean her look. I meant her behavior. I Oh, her behavior? Oh, it's insane. Yes. But it it made me cackle, Chris. Cackle. Oh, so she meets this guy, Ted, at a gym class. He's Ted a 32-year-old looks... sports doctor. You didn't like Ted? Ted? Are you serious? He looks like He had like an Kermit. apartment overlooking national the National History Museum, which is very fancy. Yeah, but he looked like Kermit the Frog. They have a nice date. I'm avoiding that. Well, she kicked him in the head at kickboxing. She kicks kickbox. him in the head. And I have to say, the kickboxing studio looked like Why was it all asylum. white? It looked crazy. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, that is not where I, was I like, would want to be. Is this what gyms looked like in the 90s? Because, yeah, that's why I would not go. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, that looks like a horrible workout environment. It looked really stressful, fluorescent lighting, white walls, white floors. Like Mariah Carey would never be seen in there. It was just disgusting. I felt sick in there. And then, I don't know if you've been following Caroline Calloway. Do you know who that is? Um, is then that the woman who Z-Way did that interview with and she acted a damn fool? Yeah, where she said ally cookie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's she up to now? There's a reason I'm bringing her up. I... I find her to be one of the most, like, deplorable. But, so she has an apartment in New York, and she has painted it all white, all white floors. She painted hardwood floors. Is she dating Kanye? All white, but she didn't paint around the pile. She painted around the piles on the floor. So there's, like, a pile of clothes and just, like, paint just around it. Like, she didn't pick anything up. And the walls are white. The ceiling is blue. So it just, this workout. Is she well? No! Does she sound Does well? No. Did she see well on Z-Way's Instagram Live last summer? I don't think That's so. The only thing I know of her. I, I took her awful. I took her in for that 15 minutes and then let her go. No, she's the girl that was the scammer. What scam? Oh, wait. Is, is this Shonda Rhimes going to make a show about her? What? Shonda Rhimes? Okay. Making a show about Caroline Calloway? Isn't she? No. All right, let's move on. And Sorry. Talk- Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was just saying, like, the white walls and the white ceiling just, like, it really threw scary. me. It was very scary. It was very scary. But so Miranda kicked him right in, the, right in the head. I was interested, though, like, would you, is that how kickboxing, and again, this is two people who do not go to the gym. Right. Is this is how kickboxing class works? Like, it almost seemed like he was a staff member. No, that is what happens. Like, you have, like, a team the, Someone member. who is also in the class would spot you? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's dangerous. You're going to get kicked that's, in the head. <laughs> that's a thing that happens. And, um... I don't know. I mean, obviously with COVID, I don't think that's how it works anymore. But um, also, this is a theme throughout Sex in the City that I don't think gets talked about enough. Not that Miranda is like an athleisure queen, but she's also like very fit. 
Like, she takes fitness very seriously. I she's can count always doing it. workout classes. She's always running. She's doing baseball. I can count at least three other examples where, where, where her storyline is predicated on her being active. Right. And I just find that to be, like, really interesting. I well, I guess and right then in season, I mean, again, we are going kind of deep on spoilers here. In season five, right, when she it, she's struggling with her weight throughout that season mm-hmm. because she had just given birth. And I think that that idea that her body had been of it, it, that she had been in control of her body and very interested. I shouldn't say in control, but very interested in in managing her body. Yes. And then obviously you give up a certain amount of um, power over mm-hmm. your own body when pregnant and then she's trying to seek that agency again throughout season five. Then in season six, she just comes back and looks great and everything. Yeah, she looks fine. incredible. <laughs> They're like, we've dropped this story. We don't need yeah, to keep doing she goes, this. Yeah, she gets in her jeans and she feels good. Life is yes. good. Um, but so then she and Ted um, have sex. He decides to leave her in his apartment at 6 a.m., which I thought for after a first or second date is pretty... I had have been like, get out of here. Um... It's interesting. Men do that. But he really likes her. Because yeah. he's like, oh, and I also would like to see you again, like, tonight. Like, tonight, I'm going I'll call to, I am you. Taking, I am taking a flight to D.C. I am get. I am presenting. I am getting back on this flight. Yeah. Coming back. And then I want to see you tonight. I mean, he's all in. Ted is all in on Miranda. And she... But I liked she his snoops. apartment. Would you snoop? Yeah, I've done it. Are you kidding? I, I would not snoop. I have never looked through anyone's phone. I pride myself on that. But, but you look through ha- their drawers? I feel like I'd rather you go oh, through I've my phone. Oh, I've looked through, like, their medicine cabinets and stuff. Like, I'll look through, uh, like, well, their, I'm, like, bathroom. I've never done that to, like, a man I've dated. But, you know, if I'm going to a, if I'm going to a party, I'm going through your medicine cabinet. I dated this guy who I, he told me that he dated some, an influencer. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay, whatever. Like, I'm sure this girl just, like, said she was an influencer or whatever. So I'm looking through his cabinet, and I find Tula skincare, which, if you don't know what Tula is, it's, like, a heavily, like, Instagram influencer, like, marketed skincare brand, okay? I actually have some. It's actually good. Um, it had her name on it. So she had like partnered with this company. So she was a real influencer. She has a million followers on Instagram. That's great. Good for her. No, 100%. But it was like, I was like, oh my God, like you were dating like a real fucking influencer. And of course, like he would tell me things. Why? It's bad. I don't agree with it. I feel like Miranda should have taken a nap. She should it, She should have made herself some cereal or some pancakes and gotten the hell out of there. She was because just looking around. It's not like that one episode where Carrie drawer. goes, she went through two drawers, Chris. Two. I think that's where we found her at two drawers. Okay. I can't believe you've never snooped. Never? No, you've never I felt the urge? I don't care what is in, like, who gives a shit? I don't care. I do. I'm just curious. Yeah, no. I Honestly, I'd rather not know. I get it, but, like, I haven't done it with every person I've ever dated. It was literally just, just this. the ones who've left you alone in their apartments. Yeah, and I think that that's a thing some men like to do. Like, they, it's like a sign of, like, I don't know, they're like, just sleep. Like, just rest. Get your rest. I feel like it's like, you're so delicate and weak. You can't possibly get out of bed at and 6 a.m. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I have to go, too. <laughs> like She finds in his apartment what I guess we'd consider spanking fetish porn. On a VHS. Which she then steals. Yeah, I didn't like that. Don't steal. No, 
I, what I don't know is if she just went out and rented it. No. Or did she take it? Because then she how is she it. getting it back to him? Because she can't get back in his apartment. The next time she was there. But then what if he got home and went looking for it? I think she might have rented it. Okay. But if she I don't didn't, so. then if she if she stole it, then she's even crazier because she doesn't have keys to his apartment. She can't get back in to put it back. She's gonna get found out. This Press. woman is unhinged. But she goes over and watches yeah. it with Carrie. You feel the where it wants to be every night, every single night when you come home and everything's done in the house, and I've been doing it all. Day. I don't know what to do. I can't admit to having found this, but now I don't know if I want to see him again. Yeah, of course. And Carrie is like, Carrie is actually very sex positive in this moment. She's very just like, yeah, I mean, that's like what he's into. Like, who cares? Yeah, don't judge him until you spank him. But Miranda How would you feel? I would not care. I would just be like, that's, I mean, look, it's 2021. That was in 1998. I would not have been in it in 1998, but I was 10. So. I. But now I'd be like, okay, that's his like fetish. I get it. I think everyone has their things. I would just, it would just surprise me. Why? Because that I doesn't don't know. feel like by a the way, common spanking, fetish. By the way, spanking is like one of the most normal, safe things not, you can be into. Not the way this video was portraying it. He was just over her knee and getting spanked. How else are you going to get spanked? <laughs> Chris, like, it just, listen, so I understand it. you seem it. to be less sex positive than... No, I, I get it. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring it up to him like she does eventually. That was unhinged. Un. Hinged. I wanted to crawl out of my fucking skin when they were leaving the restaurant. They had an amazing date. And what did she say, Chris? She fixes her goddamn face to say, oh, I thought you'd be more into spanking. And then she actually spanks him. He looked so ashen. He, the, all the color drained from his face. I thought he did great acting there. He looked dead. He looked like he, he was mortified. And then he just walked away. And they never, he dropped she the never, gym and never called again. I wouldn't either. I thought Miranda was in cr- very problematic here. Deeply. But Miranda Deeply is. Deeply problematic. And it is okay. She should not sex shame him. I wish Samantha had found this man. She would have bent him over, slapped him around a few <laughs> times. And we would have called it a day, baby. I even think Charlotte would have tried it. Maybe later season Charlotte. I think Miranda was open to trying it. Yes, but you don't. She should have just, she should have just spanked him in bed. Right, but No I one re- wants their bedtime, their bedtime fetish. <laughs> their bedtime fetish? Ew! Their Chris. bedroom activity. I get it. But we also see this. Since we've already talked about other things that happen later on in the seasons, I just have to bring this one up. When the guy slips his finger into her butthole or, like, eats her ass or something, and then she tries to return the favor, and doesn't he get, like, upset? No, I think she, no, he wants her to. Oh, because he keeps throwing his butt in her face. You're right, right. And she's like, I can't, I can't. But I think with Miranda, she's trying. And if somebody's going to eat your ass, Miranda, you need to return the favor. Chris. Don't accept if you're not going to give. Don't accept if you're not going to give. Listen, I had this conversation with a friend of mine. I don't think you want to be on the other side of history on this one. I think you just need to No, I just, I'm saying, I'm going to speak for myself. This is what this podcast is for. We're getting, we're talking about. For you to get dragged. Yeah, exactly. No, so I have a friend and I was talking to her about this like last week 
And I was like, I just don't enjoy that happening to me. So I don't want to do that to other people. And that is a fine perspective. Okay. Am I on the wrong side of history? But in that, no, still no. Okay. But in that particular episode, Miranda's like, yeah, eat me. But no, no, no. That's selfish. You can't do it that way. Okay. She at least needed to try. I think she... And Miranda's so bossy, she probably would have liked it. Listen, I think with Miranda in this episode, she saw it. She was surprised. She watched it with Carrie. It's just not that surprising. It'd be strange. I would be like, you're into spanking? Yes, a lot of people are. I know, but I would be like, I don't want to spank you. You want to be spanked? I don't know, but I don't want to spank someone. Like, I don't want want a man over my legs and just... Hitting the touch. There are I don't other ways to spank. It. There's other ways to do it if you like. I'm really good. I don't want to hit any man's butt. I just think it's a perfectly fine, easy fetish to a be okay with. By the way, he could also just enjoy watching it and not want it done to him. I agree, but what I'm trying to get at is like she accepts this, and this is her way of trying to like show him that like she can be into it. And that was a crazy way to do that. Of course, because she's a flawed human being. She's Miranda Hobbs. The guy is like completely mortified by this, as I would be too, because she's not supposed. Because it also admits that you've looked around my apartment and found this this secret thing that I'm like did not. By the way, they've had sex. He did not ask her to spank him. Yeah, you're right. So, like, this was a thing that, like, this was his private thing. This is not something he invited her to know about. Oh, I kind of feel bad for him. She robbed him and then called him out on the street. It's like, come on. I would have run away, too. Actually, I would have been a lot more like, how dare you? Yeah. We... We would have been scrapping on the street, man. I would have, I would have pulled a Ted and would have just been like, "I gotta go, gotta go." Yeah, like never hear from me again. Never going to kickboxing. Never seeing me in the light of day. But that wraps up Samantha and I'm sorry, Charlotte and Miranda. Mm-hmm. And Samantha really is um, she is she's a, just there to she's celebrate. She's just there. Uh, she has a cute little scene later with Carrie, but mm-hmm. there's nothing really huge. But let's. Let's get into the meat of the episode that I think really creates um, and makes this whole episode what it is. Okay. We open on the photo shoot for the ad and the iconic naked dress. What did you think of kind of her photo shoot? I thought she looked great. I thought it was super cute. I thought it was so cute. She looked like she was having so much fun. The dress is amazing. Love that dress. To be able to wear a silk like slip like that and not have your body like bulging. I mean, Applaud. we've talked about it offline. I'm not sure if we've said it here, but that body. I? I, I it's. I, I, it, <laughs> I, it's, it's like, she's sickening. jacked, Chris. She's up to stuff, SJP. She is like, her arms, her calves, her calves, her, her abs. back, her, her abs. Her back. All of you it. You can't I, wear that naked dress and not have that body. But that's one of the most frustrating things about sex in the city is that they make it seem like this is just her body because carrie hates working out carrie smokes cigarettes carrie eats out all the time but then also can you picture sarah jessica parker at the gym i can't how else does she work out ballet lessons i don't know maybe she's singing tomorrow you know she wasn't annie she's a that's Broadway true queen. i don't know it's just like her body is just so amazing it is. She's, she was looking great in that dress. But then they move to Carrie's apartment and 
a lot of group scenes in Carrie's apartment. I liked that. But just, we will never spend that much time in the later part of the show. They very rarely are all four of them. Yeah. Uh, By the way, after this season, I can't even really place Samantha in Carrie's apartment. You can't place who? Samantha, like I don't remember a time right. I towards the later Charlotte. part of the show where Samantha ever goes to Carrie's. I know Miranda and uh, Miranda Charlotte and Charlotte do. both do, but like at a certain point, I Samantha's like, I'm not going to shit all. It's <laughs> just like, why would I go there? But yeah, a lot of group scenes to uh, basically establish that Carrie's the center and nucleus of the group. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was odd that they that she leaves them in her apartment? Yes, and I wanted to bring this up because. I'm thinking to myself, I love my friends, but they would be so pissed at me if I invited them over to my house and then left them to go on a date with a guy. They would be like, what the fuck? I think they are aware that she's going on a date, but we would all leave. We would, like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, hey guys, I'm heading out, lock up. And it wasn't even that. It was the fact that they literally just opened the bottle of champagne they or looked wine. Like the, no, but it seemed they were just the three, sitting down. Like it seems like the three of them were about to settle in and yeah. just hang out at Carrie's apartment, which is mm-hmm. fine. It's just like that's not anything I've ever done in my entire time of no. hanging out with a friend. We all go to one person's home. That person leaves, and we just like chill. chill. Unless you're like staying with the person and visiting, but like. It just, I thought it was very strange. but It um, was very strange. So what are your thoughts? No, well, what are your thoughts on the conversation that they have about sex on the first date? Where do you stand? Because we had Charlotte, who was against it. Miranda said, well, you know, you should probably wait a little bit. And then Samantha was like, it doesn't matter when you have sex with them. They might leave anyways. So who cares? Okay, so I will say as a noted gay man... I agree with Samantha. <laughs> okay. However, as someone who has had, you know, close friendships with both straight men and straight women, mm-hmm. I've heard what straight men say about women who've slept with them on the first date, and it's <laughs> not particularly kind. Yeah. So perhaps Charlotte might have something. Yeah. There might be some essential truth. Charlotte might be saying, look, this is the framework we're working in, baby. We're mm-hmm. dealing with these trash straight men who are who are not going to respect us if we who are, if Fuck we them. put out too soon. So yeah. stop. Yeah, and Charlotte's like, well, you really like him, so why are you like setting it up to be this way? Like, and I and listen, I see all sides. I think it's all very situational. Like, I think if you're into him, but you maybe don't want to be in a relationship or whatever. I think, like, you yes, should fuck it's them whenever obvious, you yeah, want. Yeah, it's incredibly situational is the right word. Yeah, but, like, if you really like him, I mean, I think you should wait a little. I don't think you need to wait ten dates like Charlotte suggested. No, Charlotte suggested five. I thought she suggested ten towards no, the end. Sh- no, Samantha says ten dates later. As like oh, a bit of a joke. okay, yeah, but, five. Um... I will say, you know, for everyone listening out there, I am famously a Charlotte. And while I do not agree with her in this instance, where I do agree with her and where I do see myself in her is is that she has her belief system and she's trying to put it on everyone else. Yes. And that is where I believe I am a Charlotte. And I'm a Carrie because I just don't know what's going on ever. (laughs) I'm just going. And then you make a mistake later and are like, oh, maybe I should have listened. Yeah, 100%. But um, so Big buzzes her down. 
And mm-hmm. did you notice that they haven't... Well, A, they haven't established what Carrie's apartment looks like yet. It doesn't look right. No, like, it's, it's not, not set up in the right way. There are still weird walls that should that aren't there later. Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting, and this will continue, Carrie has a very huge kitchen for New York City for someone who doesn't cook. Her kitchen's very large. Yeah, it's just surprising to me. No, obviously she went for it for other reasons, and maybe she just ignored the kitchen, but she mm-hmm. just has a very... She has a larger kitchen than we will later see Miranda have. That's very true. Miranda has, like, a galley kitchen almost yeah. later um, in that really expensive apartment. they haven't established apartment. kind of the look of her apartment, right? Like, the wall of books isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are just, like, mirrors. She has, like, this weird TV that's not in the right place. The place... The corner isn't right, like, that'll ultimately have the Aiden chair in it, mm-hmm. is uh, is too deep. Like, there's just, it isn't right yet. It isn't set yet. Yeah, and yeah. then also they haven't established the downstairs of her apartment. Because when she meets Big, it's like she's coming out of, like, a regular building instead of a townhouse. Mm-hmm. And he's just on the side of the street. It's not... They're, she's not in that home, the right address yet, even and though Chris, it's the same apartment. It was driving me crazy. The chemistry. They get in the car. The chemistry. Um, before they even get in the car, though, I want to talk about one quick moment. Okay. Interesting dress. Meaning? Interesting dress. <laughs> it's very, it's like, it's so them. It's like him saying something, her reading into, oh my God, what does that mean? And then him just giving her literally no explanation. But he's also like... But he's, he's also being very direct at the same time. It's very He isn't weird. though. He is lying. You don't think? He well, could just say, he says, interesting dress. And she says, meaning, interesting dress. He could just say, I think you look incredibly sexy. He would he's never say coy. that. He would never say that. Yes, but... Th- to say that he is being upfront is actually not the truth. Well, even see, this when is he why I'm dizzy. The, even when he gets in the car and he says, I'm totally capable of restraining myself, and then they go at each other, which is very yeah. sexy and it's great. Very sexy. But I think there's this idea that just because he repeats himself, he's telling the truth. And it's like, <laughs> there's a way that he could have said, like, yeah, I think you look great tonight, instead of interesting dress. But then he wouldn't be big. I mean, look, it's very sexy. Very sexy. And then obviously they fuck. And why do you think they're on the floor? Okay, why are they on the floor next to the bed? And now look, having never had heterosexual sex, I don't know why you would choose to have sex on the floor instead of the bed. You wouldn't. But if there's an option. It certainly added a certain visual punch to the scene, but I was like, in terms of reality, this is insane. I think it was supposed to be like, they just had really crazy sex. Because they also like have the sheets over them. It looks yeah. like they tried to replicate the, like they were like, okay, we're going to have sex on the floor, but we need the sheets. Yeah, it was weird. And like very television sex, you know, like it's just like not real. But I thought that the way they wrote it was great, Mm -hmm. right? That idea, I think both the way Sarah Jessica Parker plays it and the way it's written is so perfect to that moment of like, do I leave? Am I supposed to be here? Who's supposed to say something first? Yeah, I I just thought that tension. It was so it was so perfectly written as a uh, like a high wire act of like I could. at any second, I could fall if I make the wrong move. Yeah, but then... You can really sense her palpable... She's like, really shit, anxious. I can't fuck this up. She's really anxious. She really, really likes him. And she's 
thinking too much about the situation and he is being a man, a straight man, and just being like, my back hurts. Like, I have to get off the floor now. Like, I can't lay here forever. Well, he seemed like his hand hurt. Like, his arm hurt. Something hurt, right. But I was like, LOL, she weighs 20 pounds, you weigh 900. She's not hurting your arm. He's older. He is absolutely, I think, trying to remove himself a bit. His pimp game is so strong. I, but I also think he's like, get off the fucking floor. He's running this woman ragged. <laughs> I, know. I know. And then he takes her to that shitty Chinese restaurant. But I thought it was great that he says, want to go get Szechuan? I was like, who says that instead of, do you want to go get Chinese food? Big. He's so, like, particular. He's very particular. I think he's a Virgo. But they go and they Is have Chinese food. I don't think we know any of their astrological signs because they so rarely celebrate birthdays. I think I looked this up recently. Whereas, like, the Grey's Anatomy characters, for some reason, there's, like, a show Bible where they all have uh-huh. birthdays. Or, like, Gilmore Girls. Yeah, but, like, this show, they never really um explain that. But, so they go and have Chinese food, or Szechuan, for big. Mm-hmm. And they run into Mike Singer. Love. What did you think of Mike? Love. I thought he was gorgeous. Gorge. I love Mike those Singer. Eyes? Yeah. I loved those hairy forearms, those eyes. I was what a king. I was like, please take me to Szechuan. But I okay, I texted you about this. Yes, you, I wanted to make sure you brought this up. To walk up to a, a male friend who's clearly on a date with someone. With Libby Bialik. Thank you. To walk up to him and be like, "Is it too naked?" I would be like, "What the fuck? Like, why are you saying that? Am I crazy?" No. You are in a naked dress, and you're like, is it too naked? I would just be like, read the fucking I will room. say Libby was very confident. She didn't, um, she didn't feel aggrieved by Carrie. She stood up and instantly introduced herself. And Mike she was like, sit the, the fuck energy. down. <laughs> but she, he's like, bitch. He's like, you need to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. But let's just chat about Mike Singer and kind yes. of what he represents in terms of this episode briefly before we get back into Carrie mm-hmm. and Big. Okay. So... A, again, I love that Carrie's world is larger. Larger? I was thinking that the whole time. She again has this friend who she's known for years and... They go to Bed Bath & Beyond together. Yes, but and they also have a certain... You can sense that there's a certain sexual chemistry, like when they're laying there together, Mm -hmm. that like this could be a viable interest... But she really does like him as a friend, as she says earlier. Like, I want to keep him as a friend for 20 years. I actually, and I don't think it is him, but later there's an episode where um, they go to someone's engagement party and they say how they've all hooked up with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought it would be interesting. I was hoping, and I don't think it is, that that character would... What a great callback had that been Mike Singer. Yeah, it's not, though. It's not, but I was like, bring back these people because they build this world... In season one, and then they kind of just jettison it out. But I thought that was great. I agree. They're, but they're laying in that bed, bed, bath, and beyond. And she's so close. I don't think they're I've... So I've laid that close to a man who I've, like, genuinely, like, loved. I I mean, it was It intimate. was so intimate. Um, but he's explaining his relationship with Libby, that the sex is great. He feels safe with her, and he can be himself. But that he's, she, she's not um, the person he sees himself with. Yeah, Have you triggered. had that experience? Multiple times triggered. 100%. Have you, where you've been Libby or you've been Mike? I've been Libby. I've only been Mike. Oh, okay. Power move. Thanks uh, for that. I have been Libby No, where, I'm sure I've been Libby and just didn't even know I was. Where I wasn't like kept a secret. 
But it's one of those situations, I mean, (laughs) where I've been like told, I think you're amazing. I think you're wonderful, beautiful, funny. We have like a great time together, blah, blah, blah. But I just can't see myself marrying you. I will say those words have actually been said to me multiple times by multiple different people. And that's something I need to like really work with. Like, why can't you marry me? And maybe we don't talk about that here. I'm just saying it's like, it's very strange. It is. It's a tough thing to say. I will say I did forget that I um, did have a guy who took me to the same shitty bar every single time we hung out that was right next to his place. But it wasn't that it was a secret from like the world. It was that he had a boyfriend and um, I I did not know that. (laughs) Oh, okay. So in that case, I don't know if I was Libby. I was kind of a Carrie season three. Yeah, you... But, but without the knowingness. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I get it. It just made me sad, though, that Mostly because Libby's also way. gorge. She's gorgeous. And she's into cheese. I didn't think she was so much less attractive than Mike Singer. Oh, I, I didn't either. I felt that they were on the same kind of Yeah, I was wavelength. like, this is like, you are pretty, e- you're pretty an equally weighted couple. Like, if we, yeah. if I saw you two together, I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty. It's a normal, two, cute couple. That's two, like, eight and a halfs walking right there. That's great, baby. <laughs> they love Go cheese. Off. But later, uh, Mike reveals that Libby left him because of his intimacy issues. So that made me laugh because I love that Libby is that it doesn't end with that Libby ends with the upper hand. Mm-hmm, me too. I love that for Libby. Power move for Libs. Great, but love Mike Singer. Love Mike Singer. So Carrie, as we mentioned, oh, to get but back to her, she does call Mike Singer in the towards the end of the episode and ask why he took Libby there. Yes. Because and he, she mentions Big that it is took it's a, her back there. Yes, it's a place where they you don't you go to this Chinese place because it's a place. Well, it's a place where Mike Singer would never run into anyone. I thought it was interesting, right? Like Mike Singer and Big don't run in the same circles. Like you don't. No. He they I like my secret place might not be the same as someone else's. Right. I don't have a secret place. I've got a few. Oh. Um, they don't speak for a bit, Carrie and Big. Mm-hmm. And then he calls and they have a very sexy phone call where he says, where he's very upfront and says, like, I've really, I've been thinking about you a ton. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to them walking in the oh. most heterosexual walk that cannot be comfortable, easy, help, <laughs> indicative of how other people would like to travel the streets. No. I was so disgusted at the two of them for walking like that. Also, it's not real. No one walks. I've, you know, I've seen never... straight people walking in a way that is unhinged in their holding of hands and the, the like guy putting his arm around the woman's neck I like, like strangling that. her. This was like, they were truly like, the, the only way you should be touching one another in that way is when you are cuddling in bed watching Bridgerton. It was very, like, they wanted to really portray that they were, like, really close and really, like, snuggled up. But then they he, they run into his friend. He doesn't introduce Carrie. It's very awkward. I would be very upset. Yes. Um, and we'll get into that in a bit. But then Big says, I cannot come to your bus reveal. Um, but they all go. Charlotte can't help herself but say, like, well, Big didn't come because you slept with him that was kind of mean i know but sometimes some of us are born queens and we can't help but say what comes to our mind it was like you're celebrating her moment like i don't think in this moment you really need to bring up the fact that like charlotte like dug the knife in and twisted it she really did and a party hat too she looked great they all looked so cute in their little hats and then mike singer comes that's um, why wasn't miranda there 
she's on the date with um, Ted. Oh. Those are happening at parallel times. Or oh, she's okay. getting ready for the date with Ted. This all, the sec- this second part of the episode all has to take place within 24 hours. Okay. Like the morning that Miranda wakes up and that evening. Yeah. Um. So then Carrie proceeds to get very drunk, apparently off champagne. I will say that Big does say earlier when they're at dinner, I can't make it, but if you want to come over later you should yeah so it's not like so she i i caught that the second time i watched it because i was like wow she's in she's insane to show up at his apartment Mm -hmm. but he did say i'd like to see you later that night so she shows up and it's one of our first of many declarations from miss carrie bradshaw especially when she's drunk yes you won't introduce me to your friends you bring me back to that restaurant where men take women they don't want to be seen with you won't come out and meet my friends. You know, you have me in a, in a niche. Certain events, certain restaurants, certain people. Like, like I'm only a particular fragment of the kind of person you think that you should be dating. They've only known each other for an X amount of time. I also thought it was weird that she wanted him to meet her friends already. Yes. I was like, you just went on a date with him. Like, relax. It's weird. She's like, oh, I really wanted you to meet my friends. It's like... What? They've been on one official date. Like, that's weird, Carrie. It's really weird. And then to go to his apartment and be like, you only know this part of me. He's like, yeah, we've hung out like once. Like, what do you mean? But he explains himself. He says basically that I just really like that noodle place. Yeah, very easy. I didn't know who that man, I didn't know his name. Yeah. See, this so, is what I'm trying to get at is like, but when you go back and watch plain. the episode, but when you go back and watch their interaction, I do think it's interesting that because of, um, the show keeping Big's name a secret. Mm-hmm. The man doesn't say his name either. Right. So it is a very, uh, it is a strange interaction where yeah. it would be, Big's point would make more sense if the man had said, hi, John. Yeah. But because he can't, because the, we're not supposed to know Big's name, mm-hmm. it is fine. The man doesn't know. So it comes off like, he well, he doesn't remember you. You don't remember him. You yeah. should have just introduced yourself. Right. But that's the part that I'm trying to make over and over again is that, there, like, there's really not much more to what Big does or says other than, like, what he does or says. I think like, that you are seeing him reading... only in a, I think you're seeing him only in a silo right now. Whereas opposed to, I think, in a few episodes and certainly in season two, he is running, he's running game. He's so selfish. He's selfish. He's But that's the point. Like, he's not thinking about Carrie and how she feels about going to a noodle restaurant like so he's selfish and just like yeah i took you there because i like noodles it's really not that deep even after his declaration she says basically that she's still afraid like nothing he has said has really acquiesced or made her feel better yeah i should have been jumping for joy but i only felt a hard knot of fear (sighs) so you and me then maybe this is for real I listen. You're telling me this is not a man who's no, I, running game? It's because, okay, I talk about this all the time. They have very different attachment styles, Chris. Do you know what attachment styles are? Yes. Okay. And what is his? He's an None. avoidant attachment. And she's an anxious attachment. I have been in that relationship. I know Big and Carrie's relationship. 
so deeply and intimately because I lived it. Literally, I am a writer and the person that I had an on and off again relationship for four years with is in finance. And we had this very like avoidant, anxious attachment style relationship where like I never got everything that I wanted, but I kept pressing and pressing. And the more that I pressed, the more he was like, no, no, no. Like, I can't. Well, what I would say to you is is that you are not on a TV show and you should probably do some looking inward and find someone. (laughs) I did. This was like, this... It's very fun to watch on TV. But yeah, that should not living be it, it's so life. traumatic. Living it is like literally a horrible experience. But I do think that there's this part on the show, at least right now, to present this as if he is kind of like, I'm just like this normal guy. It's like, no, he is he, he is creating this drama. And a part of it, I do think he is very interested in her, mm-hmm. in his ability to control her. The only... He is attracted to the fact that he has this power over her. That yeah. he could, that she would show up and drunk. And, like, that is the kind of behavior you would absolutely be like, I never want to see this person again. Instead, he's like, you know, that's a, you know, you should spend the night and let's have sex. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. I would be like, you got to get out of here, girl. Um, and I will <laughs> say that in terms of this scene, kind of interestingly, obviously is a foreshadowing of. Uh, episode of a season two episode La Dolores Squeeze where she calls him drunk from Paris Mm -hmm. and is in fact holding a cocktail glass again and spilling yes and then there's also he he will not actively answer her monologue until the finale when he finally doesn't say could be well we're spoiling things spoil the finale i think that if you've seen season if i can spoil season two you've probably finished the show i know i just and it's like that it takes all of that time for him to he will not answer a question fully until the finale yeah and until she gets slapped i would argue that that's not really the answer i'm talking about but sure really but the scene definitely mirrored that scene it will be mirrored later um in two instances i think if not Mm -hmm. more actually I feel like now we're getting into it. We're in Hopefully. It. I mean, I don't really remember the rest of this la- the season, but it feels like at least this one we finally got somewhere, um, I mean, which was great. What did you think of the fashion? I really loved Miranda's athleisure look. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. I loved the naked dress. Hated the fur coat, always. If there's not a fur coat in the episode, there's Skipper in the episode, so I'm complaining about something. Yeah, I thought the fur coat plus naked dress looked great. It looked very cute. I thought Big's pajamas were very cute. His um I also loved his tousled hair. Yeah. I liked I liked bedtime big. Yeah, even though he was a complete piece of shit that whole scene. Yeah, but were. see, I'm dizzy because I'm like, I understand him. Like, but you don't understand anybody. What are you talking about? No, he's not to be understood. Yeah, like drunk. I'm an idiot. They were both a goddamn mess in that final scene. I was kinda like, both of you need to be in jail. <laughs> yeah. We had in terms of our men. We met Mike Singer, mm-hmm. Shmuel, Ted, and Mr. Big. I'm, you know, having talked about it, I'm angrier Big than I was when watching it, and I'm not going to be seduced by his tousled hair, and I'm right. going to give it to Mike Singer. Okay. For me. That's what I, I'm sleeping with. I have a curveball. You're giving it to Shmuel? No, I'm giving it to the guy on the street. Ted? No, the guy on the street that he runs into and he doesn't remember his name. Oh, he was hot. He was so hot. And he was at that little market in the middle of the day. I love a man that goes to a market. I would do well, him. I think it was a Saturday and he was getting groceries with his wife. I don't think it was. Really? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think it was like, yeah, I don't think it was some huge... I thought like, it was like a cute little moment, okay? Let me have my moment! I think it was, you know, just going to get groceries. I enjoyed it. I thought he was very sexy, and I would do... He was very, him. he was, he was unnecessarily cute for basically a side character. That's what with I'm no saying. Name. I enjoyed him. Did you have any hot takes about this one? Um, I think we covered them, because I'm over here, like trying to understand big like a dizzy Carrie, and you're just dragging me yeah i would have to say i'm sorry i can't don't hate me carrie and big are both garbage at this point in the show <laughs> she's a mess he's lying yeah they're unhealthy they both need so therapy. unhealthy frankly as much as i loved this episode the fact that this is where their relationship starts i was like oh fuck this is yeah not we're good. in for it and it's that's what's so good about this show is that they are so unhealthy but it's sad that this their relationship doesn't even start from a place of healthiness. No. No, it doesn't. Already, it's so fucked up. So I'm sorry I can't don't hate me to myself, really, for spending the last five episodes of this podcast admiring Big. And now I'm like, get him yeah, off the screen. Yeah, you've built him up to tear him down. And that is exactly... Society has built men up, and I will personally tear them all down as we watch this show. But I'll also tear down Carrie. What would you rate it on a scale of 1 to 10? I would give this, honestly, I loved this episode so much, I would give this an 8 out of 10. I thought it was a really, if there had been a solid Samantha storyline, as I think later the show was, I I would actually think it would almost be a perfect episode if there had been a great Samantha storyline that was really funny. Okay. Which is where I think the show will ultimately get to being able to give them all something to do and yeah. balancing like Carrie having an emotional storyline and then something really funny, maybe something a little problematic over here, mm-hmm. something more for Charlotte. Um, but I thought the Carrie stuff with the Carrie big stuff while upsetting and not healthy was compelling to watch. Yeah, I would say I give it a seven and a half, seven out of ten. A seven and a half or a seven out of ten? You said like a seven. You said seven and a half, and then backed up, backed up by point yeah, five. Yeah, I give it like a seven three. Okay. I enjoyed it. I liked that we get to see Big and Carrie be very dysfunctional and unhealthy. I like that we got to see more Charlotte and uh, Miranda. Like you said, I want more Samantha. But yeah, that's just my score. <laughs> Well, guys, that is episode six of Shortcomings and also episode six of season one of Sex and the City. Thank you again to our guest, Byram Rezai, for joining us to chat about the revival. Um, we hope you will join us again next week for our recap of season one, episode seven, The Monogamous. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out the other podcasts from The Dip, TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, Slut Pig Podcast, But Now We Said It, and of course Hot Off The Mess, which is Sam's podcast. And you can follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram, and that's the only place you can find me. Sam, where are you? I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram. I am at Take Your Soul Off on Twitter, where I just... Screaming into the screaming void. Screaming into the void, yes, exactly. All right, well, we will see you next week. Right, bye. Bye. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. 
Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do, for the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket, and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org.